Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Well, welcome to episode 201 here on Private Club Radio, and you probably noticed we've finally got some new music after 200 episodes. <laughs> Thanks to Leighton Walker, who hosted episode number 200 for saying that we needed to change it up a little bit for that episode. And I said, well, you know what? Maybe this show needs to change it up completely. I've heard that same song for 200 episodes and I love it, but everything runs its course. And while we're on that subject, it's probably time to say that we need to change up the format of the show, I think. And this is where I need your help as a private club radio listener how do you want to see this show change? Uh, I have some ideas myself, but I'm looking for feedback from the community, from the private club radio community, because this show is all about you. That's what I get every Monday morning to do the show. It's not for me. I promise you I'd like to hug the pillow on Monday mornings, but I get up early because I want to bring you something that you enjoy. So tell me what it is you enjoy drop me a message in the private club radio Facebook listeners forum, or just shoot me an email. I'd love to hear what you would like to hear and we'll make it happen here. Now this week we've got a entertaining guest. We have Mr. Steve Ginsig, who is a gentleman who's been in many clubs over in California, Southern California area. And he's got some really good ideas in terms of membership retention, in terms of reaching out to your local community. He's going to bring those ideas for us here on this episode. So I think you're going to enjoy what's coming at you here in a few minutes. Wanted to remind you about the new Let's Play Through YouTube channel. We're just about to crest over 9,000 views in about um, under 45 days. So I'm really happy for that. Hoping we can get to 10,000 here very, very shortly. But the show is growing And it's another place where I need your help. I'm looking to bring the show to some unique locations next year. And so if you've got ideas of places that we can visit on this show, I'm not just talking about the big bucket list clubs, the top 100. Those are great. And we will see many of those. But I'm more so looking for the hidden gems, the ones that are just mind bogglingly awesome, but just don't get a lot of press. Those are the ones I really want to cover because if you've seen the show, you know it's all about exploring, uncovering the hidden gems and finding new adventures out there. So if you know a club that is looking to promote itself and that fits the mold of someplace that's spectacular, but maybe flies a little under the radar, that would be perfect. Please put them in touch with me and I'll get my producers to reach out to them and see if we can make it happen. But we're traveling to some really cool, 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 cool places. Just got back from Bay Hill in Orlando. We did Tiburon and Naples before that. In about a month's time, we're heading to the club at Amelia Island, and we're just finding some awesome, awesome adventures along the way. I would love for you to check out the show, letsplaythrough.com. You've probably heard me talk about it by now, but if you haven't, check out the YouTube channel. Please hit the subscribe button, and there's a little bell, actually, that you can ring, and that when that happens, you get email notifications when the new show drops. So that would be awesome if you would do that and send that to a couple of your friends if you like it. All right. Well, without further ado, going to bring on our featured guest of the day. Enjoy this one, guys. 
Well, my next guest is Steve Ginsig. He was formerly the Director of Membership and Community Relations at Calabasas Country Club, and he served in that role at many clubs. Steve, welcome to the Private Club Show. Thank you, Gabe, very much. Very happy to be on. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background. You've been in the business for many, many years, Steve. Sure. Thank you. I actually started as a third-generation, lifelong member of a country club. And that is where my first foray into the country club world happened. My grandparents were members of a club, then my parents, and then got my own membership following them. So my experience level has actually been very unique because I started as a decades-long member of a club. I then moved into the country club world as an employee, both at the former Beverly Hills Country Club and then for a number of years at Calabasas Country Club. And this is in addition to consulting for and assisting other country clubs, resorts, hotels along the way. Uh, And that's pretty much my background with it. It's multifaceted, certainly, in many, many areas. Uh, And I bring that unique perspective, not only as having been employed at a number of iconic country clubs, but as well a member of one right. all my life. Right. Now, you're currently president of Club Ambassadors International, and would love for you to give us a little overview of what that organization is all about, Steve. Thank you. Club Ambassadors International is a group that I started around 11 years ago. I founded Club Ambassadors. And to this day, what I am doing with that is strategy consulting and management consulting has become such a vibrant part of many, many industries. And certainly there is a need for that in the country club slash resort slash hotel end of the hospitality industry. Coming aboard as a strategy consultant for any club or any of these entities that I'm speaking about has been very, very valuable to, and we'll focus on the country club aspect of it, been very, very valuable to these different country clubs uh, in the experience and observations and accomplishments that I bring as my background in looking at their programs, membership, social events, tournaments, fundraisings, and bringing some fresh and vibrant and successful ideas and then helping them implement those ideas at the clubs. That's what Club Ambassadors is doing now, and folks are finding it of great value. I there's bet. A lot, uh, there's a lot that I uh, bring to these consults and meetings with folks, and oftentimes things they did not consider. Sure. I know one of your major focuses is member retention, and so that's, that's something that's very, very interesting to me, being in the membership development world. I know the stat that, you know, it costs 10 times as much to uh, find a new member as it is to keep one. So I know that that's a big, big uh, issue for clubs right now. How do you help clubs do that? And what are some of your thoughts on membership retention, Steve? Well, indeed, I often tell folks when I meet with them or when I speak with them, it's wonderful to get a new member, as you just alluded to. It's absolutely terrific. It's wonderful to get a new guest at a hotel or a resort. It is golden. It's treasure to have that guest return. It's golden to have that member stay a member of your club. 
and it, it, it indeed is so vital. So how do we do that? How do I look at that with folks? Generally, what I have found is that there are certain aspects at each club, depending on where they're located, depending on their demographics, et cetera, depending on what they're already or not already providing to their membership that can make a world of difference in keeping those members satisfied and at the club. Now, if you have a club in Calabasas and someone moves to Idaho, it might be a little difficult to keep them as a member. Sure. Uh, but what I did when I, when I have implemented my success is literally single-handedly cut the attrition rate of these different clubs in half. And I do mean by up to 50%. Wow. How do I do it? Well, again, bringing in a lifetime of experience as a member myself, what are members looking for? What keeps them happy? Um, social programs, absolutely vital. And what I find with a lot of clubs, Gabe, is that the social aspect of that country club is really given short shrift. Now, there are lots of clubs out there that have very vibrant social programs. And what you'll see with them is the members are happy with that. People flock to fun. And that's my, my, little, my little saying that I made up there. I love People that. People flock to it's true. fun. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> and it is, it is true. People will stay. I have talked to folks at different clubs, and they're golfers, and they don't like the golf course at their club. And they will tell me so. These are members now. They don't like the golf course for whatever reasons. I asked them, how long have you been at the club? 20 years. Why do you stay? Well, my friends are here. We have fun here. We come to events here. We have dinner here. We do this. We do. And that's when I started to key into this many, many, many years ago. And in taking a look at the social aspect of different clubs, and again, there's where the demographics play a very large role in this. Is it a community or neighborhood that has younger kids? Is it a community or neighborhood that the kids are aging out a bit and now they're all in their teens, so they're not doing the little bit of activities that were at the club when they were seven, eight, nine years old, mm. and the family just doesn't feel drawn to the club anymore. There isn't anything specifically for their kids. Uh, adult level as well. Again, go back to the fun. Fun, vibrant, creative events. Definitely not only pull your members in and keep them happy and having a good time and interested in your club, but as well, they will spread the word. Yep. They will bring their guests. They're going to bring their coworkers, their family, their friends, their neighbors. Here's a good way, not only to keep your members from leaving, but also new members coming. And I dare say that I have taken the events, for example, at Beverly Hills country club and Calabasas country club and turned events that were, 30 or 40 people into 230 or 240 people. Give us one example of that, Steve. Meetings. Like what did, what was the event like and what did you do differently to, to have that, that kind of success? So that's amazing. People would love to hear that. Absolutely. Great example is Beverly Hills country club. Let's have a business and social networking event, not one or the other, because you're going to get the folks that say, this is a business event and I don't really I, I have my own business or that's not really for me. 
So let's make it a business and social networking event. Same reasoning on the other side is, well, social is great, but okay, here's what we do. Properly promoted, and again, this takes some doing. Chamber of Commerce, community outlets, local media. Folks are really ready and ripe, Gabe, to, to eat this up. They want to be saying, look at this event that's going on at this club. And inviting the public, members can bring guests to this event. We turned a business and social networking event. Typically, 30 people would come. Members of the club would say to me, it's just going to be the same 30 people. I'm not going. I said, I guarantee you, this is going to be different. So turn that event, have a little entertainment. We had a comedian. We had a strolling magician. Great idea. Don't put them up on stage. Let them walk through the audience table to table. Mm. It's keeping everyone involved in the evening. And we had 330 people come come to this event. That's huge. (laughs) And again, got uh, 13 or 14 memberships from that one event. This is one example. I did this repeatedly at Calabasas as well. Every once in a while, they would have a kid's event. Okay, well, let's turn a kid's event into... A, a, a carnival, a festival. Let's have some live action characters. Let's have some uh, music, etc. And then again, you're turning an event that typically would have 40 or 50 people come to it into a couple hundred people. And they will bring friends, neighbors, reach out to local schools. Uh, they are always looking to, to have involvement in the community, but really having the club seen as not a private entity. Oh, that's a golf course, Gabe. Oh, that's a tennis club. No, have that perspective. And it takes some shifting. It takes some strategy. Yes, it does. To have that perspective shift to there's more to that place than just a golf course. Right. Yeah. Or tennis courts, etc. Yep. I, I uh, these were right these on. were some of the ways that that I brought in more folks and certainly consistency of events having an event once every month once every couple months that's not going to keep members at your club if they miss that one event that month that means 60 days go by before there's another event that they could have attended and they will fall off so indeed frequency of events and this is something very often that clubs don't look at they don't do it so the frequency, as well as the type of events, is very, very vitally important. I, I think you're absolutely right. Now, where's the, where, how do you strike the balance here? Because I hear a lot of clubs are like, well, we tried this event. It was great. The second time it was pretty good. And then by the third time it was bad. And then we got rid of it. So there's, got, there's also the balance of, of consistency versus how do you keep spicing it up to, to keep outdoing yourself? So how would you work with a club in that situation? I dare say that I am a very social guy, Gabe, <laughs> as, you, as you might hear, um, full of different ideas for different types of events or ideas to, as you say, spice up an event that already was successful. Yeah. And that is where my consulting or my strategy, my observations, my background, whatever you want to call it, that's where that comes into play. Part of what I do in assisting, and again, it can be a club, it can be a hotel with their events, a resort with their events to bring more guests in and 
more awareness of what's going on at that property, at that venue. Um, this is this is where I will come along and say, let me help you create this social program. Let's look at your member base. Let's look at the community where your club is located and look again at some demographics. Are you looking to gather more families with young kids? Are you looking to gather more retirees or anywhere in between? Taking a look at that and what they're currently doing and how or not doing and how that can be implemented and how it can be tweaked so it is spiced up is an area of expertise for me. And yeah. indeed, it is not uh, an easy thing to do. It isn't. Sure. Um, this is experiential here. And having done this so successfully as I have for these clubs, and also having experienced the, the, the gain of this and the fun of it, and also the lack of it, depending on wh- where I was at a club. When I was a member of Beverly Hills Country Club, they were sorely lacking in many of these areas. And I came along and said, I know how this can be better. Yeah. I know what folks are looking for as a member. I am a member. Uh, I think that that would best answer your question is that taking a specific look at what they are offering. uh, I put comedy nights on the map at Calabasas country club. And these events went from very poor attendance to sold out each and every month. How do you do it? Well, you get good talent and you have somebody like me hosting the event. (laughs) That Mm. was a lot of fun. Sure, Uh, (laughs) uh, Another idea I had is I brought members of the club up on stage to tell their best joke. So prior to the professionals coming on and like the, an amateur night uh, I, I all tell, wrapped into one. I, I like tell, that. <laughs> I, tell, I tell a good joke here and there. Nice. I, I tell a good joke here. And there. Cool. I, I can tell you one now if you want, but um, <laughs> yeah. okay. So there's two golfers and they're uh, out golfing for the day and a funeral procession passes by. And one of the golfers stops, he takes his hat off, he puts it over his heart he bows his head and he waits until the funeral procession has driven by. And his friend says to him, you know, Gabe, I, I'm, I'm really impressed. I'm very touched. I, 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 I didn't know that, you know, you would respond or react that way. And he said, well, I should, I was married to her for 40 years. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so then I bring up the professionals. Yep, uh, I like it though. That's know, <laughs> warm. Got to get the, have, the crowd warmed up. That's good. That's good. Indeed, you have fun with it, and bringing <laughs> the members up involved them in a way that was absolutely just That's hilarious. Cool. That's cool. And telling their best jokes. Um, same thing with the kids event. What's new with the kids? Is it Transformers, Avengers, Star Wars? What What is the latest? And bringing in perhaps some live action characters. These are not costly ventures, but clubs continue. And I see this at club after club after club after club, whether it's privately owned, corporate owned, they're doing things the same way and going, why are we struggling? Right. Yep. Exactly. Just answer your question (laughs) because you're doing it the same way. So these are a couple of. Uh, suggestions and that also ties into the charity end of things yeah well i want to get there um yeah i know you you really value the importance of both corporate outreach and charity outreach so talk to us a little bit about that steve i have personally worked with over 150 different charities and it's probably over over 200 at this time in addition to schools uh temples churches foundations hospitals anywhere that you would think is doing fundraising. 
the ideas that I can offer to your audience in, in consulting with them are ways to not only bring more of these type of events to the different clubs or venues themselves, and that does take a specific talent. You don't just pick up the phone and say, hello, would you like to bring your chair yeah, here? Right. Uh, there, there, there are better and more specific ways to do that. On the other side of it, I have come up with some very key ways for these different entities to increase their fundraising at that particular event. And this has literally brought some hosts of some charity events to tears when they're seeing that there's a different and better way to increase their fundraising, which is what it's all about when they're having those type of events. Uh, these are some of the ideas, again, that I've very successfully implemented for all of these different charities. And I, I dare say that other than my wonderful connects with all of the members, uh, because many of them became personal friends, uh, literally like family, and, and I, I'm very humbled about that and, and the way that they view me and how I work with the members and treated the members, really everybody individually and, and getting to know folks, but as well what we did with the fundraising and what I did with that aspect of it. Um, this is something that I can speak more specifically with any folks that I would talk to, but the hosts of these events would be absolutely blown away by this. And it's also really good. Uh, I don't want to say press, but it's, it's really good for the club as well, because here there's better and more community involvement with the different entities that really, really need the support. Um, so it's a very mutual reciprocity. Uh, again, takes some strategy to get there, takes some doing, um, but the result is wonderful, both for the charity and for the club kid. Yeah. You've, you also uh, re have recognized the importance of community outreach and, and reaching out to some of the HOAs and schools and other things like that. Why don't you tell us about that, Steve? Sure. Uh, again, takes a specific type of of strategy and outreach to do that. And that is something that I am very, very comfortable with. I've sat on the boards of directors of numerous chambers of commerce, um, reaching out to the local HOAs or the local schools has been something uh, that has also been very successful for exposure for the club. For example, um, there are community events uh, that, that need to be attended. The, the presence of the clubs at events such as this, if not holding them themselves at the club, uh, inviting a school, uh, inviting a church temple, going to an HOA and saying, uh, we're having a comedy or we're having a big kids event, a family event on a Saturday or a Sunday. By the way, anybody that I talk to, I'll give you the best days and nights of the week and times to have these different types of events. There's some of the strategy, Gabe. So, again, I, I, I'd be happy to, to speak with anybody about that. But more broadly speaking, uh, yes, that community outreach to folks that otherwise would not have exposure to the club is vital. Now, some clubs, the members, well, we want private events just for the members only. Absolutely understand and respect that perspective. You've got to look at the bigger picture, though. Right. If the club's flailing and they're needing to bring in members or they're needing to keep members, et cetera, 
there's better ways to do it, as I alluded to a moment ago, um, than doing it the same old way and then scratching your head going, why isn't it working? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, I love the idea of um, you coming in and, and helping some clubs out there, Steve. I know you're, you're giving our listeners something kind of special. Tell us about the free consultation, how they can take advantage of that. Thank you. Indeed. You know, I've actually spoken with clubs uh, and again, hotels, resorts, etc., all over the country. In fact, spoken with folks in Europe, spoken with folks in the Far East, spoken with folks in Canada. So not just here in Southern California. And what I'd like to offer up to your listening audience is a complimentary consultation. Uh, you can have your, your folks contact me directly, and I'll give my number in a moment a couple times here. They can call or text me. We'll set up a time to chat. Uh, tell me a little bit about what's going on and let me let me help create something here, devise a few ideas, uh, really strategize for each individual entity that contacts me. All the situations are a little bit similar and they're all a little bit different. Um, so it, it, it takes a little bit of listening on my part and I'm happy to offer that up. And I do believe that it will find some value there. Uh, and get some fresh ideas, uh, at least. Um, I can be reached at 310-400-2056. And again, it's 310-400-2056. That's fantastic. Steve, Steve, I feel like we just... I feel like we just scratched the surface today, sir, but I really enjoyed the chat, and I hope that some clubs out there will reach out to you and get some ideas on how they can retain more members and how they can make a bigger impact for their membership at their club. Steve, thanks for your time. Thank you, Gabe. Very, very much. Thank you, everyone. Well, that wraps it up for episode 201. There are 200 that you can go back and listen to if the mood strikes you. I'll catch you back here next week on Private Club Radio. Till then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit concertgolfpartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.